this is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Well, looks like we're having a little bit of technical difficulties there, folks, because what I was trying to play you in this cold open this morning was a video of Stephen Colbert saying how much he absolutely loves paying a lot of money for gas prices. And you should, too, because it's for the greater good, just like we explained yesterday. So I wanted to start off that cold open. Let's see if we've got the video now. Welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. We are... We're almost two weeks into the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and the deeper you dig into what Russia is doing over there, the worse it gets. It's like a nesting doll of bad. So far, more than 1.5 million Ukrainian refugees have fled the country. It would be more, but Russia refuses to abide by their own announced ceasefires and safe corridors to allow civilians to escape. Repeatedly over the weekend, Russian troops continued to pummel cities with rockets even after the announcement of corridors. It's now, like first Putin's- of all, what I want to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I want to let you know that what you're hearing right now is nothing but CNN regurgitated crap with zero substance whatsoever in anything that he is saying, just so you know. Zero percent substance uh, in anything that he's saying. But let's continue here. And, and you guys all know this anyway. You all know this anyway. Russia has been hit with a series of crippling sanctions, and it looks like there's more to come because the U.S. and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not gonna buy our gas from a war criminal. We're gonna buy it from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. Wow. But it's gonna cost. Here it goes. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon 
because I drive a Tesla. <laughs> right now. Oh, wow. Well, th- well, that's good. I'm glad that you can afford a Tesla, Stephen Colbert. I'm glad that you can afford a, 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 a Tesla. And I'm glad that you don't have any problem whatsoever paying $4 a gallon. I'm glad you don't have any problem whatsoever. Wow. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, we've had quite a bit of technical difficulties here this morning uh, due to things that are beyond our control when it comes to Internet and what they've been doing on this street that the studio is on. That is why we ran out of power. We just lost power the other day and we've been experiencing some uh, technical difficulties this morning. As a matter of fact, not a single computer in the studio today is working except for the computer that facilitates the live and that has all the, and that actually needs all the power. So, Hey, at least God gave us the show today. It might not be as, uh, as well put together as it normally is, but at least we're here and that we should thank God for. But I mean, did you listen to these? Did you listen to his talking points that we're going to buy the good guy? We're going to buy the oil from the good guys, Saudi Arabia. And, and he doesn't mind paying the $4 a gallon. And he, he said, hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. Woo. Thank you very much. Thank you. I guess we'll go out and spend that average cost of $55,000 to get out there and buy a Tesla as well. Unbelievable folks. You are locked and loaded right here on live from America. I am your ever so humble God fearing and God loving host of the show. Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop Patriot coming to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire And it's a blessing, and it's very much appreciated that I get to do this job for you every single day. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for those who are watching on Rumble. Let's give some live shout-outs right now. We've got Bumblebee Patriot in the building. Throwback to earlier days. That's right. One way or another, we're getting the word out. Alicia Wida, God bless you. Good to see you. S.L. Holmes says, energy independence. Amen. Um, Rita, good to see you. God bless you. Shelly Rose, thank you. Good to see you. Uh, Jatfish51, God bless you. Thanks for joining in today. New Hampshire checking in here says Dina. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And a big shout out to Julie Sims as well because, uh, because of her hard fighting and because of everybody here in New Hampshire who's actually getting things done. We're seeing some serious, serious stuff go uh, on the floor for voting uh, as far as legislation goes here in New Hampshire. And one of those is to stop completely the, the mandating of a COVID vaccine for any state worker, number one, or any employee, and number two, uh, getting ivermectin uh, over the counter and not having to get a um, not having to get a prescription for it, as well as many other things. A lot of things moving here in New Hampshire. So a big shout out from New Hampshire there, and I thank you very much. Let's go over to Getter. We've got Getter going on. We've got Jake Manick watching on Getter. Says no sound, no sound. Well, that must be a getter issue. It looks like Rumble works. And you know, that's the crazy thing about it, folks. Either one works or the other doesn't work. Either one works or the other or the other one works. I don't understand it, but at least we have many places for people to go. And when all else fails, we also have Roku and Fire Stick as well. Roku and Fire Stick as well. I want to make sure that we are live here. Yeah, it looks like we are. Okay. So Roku and Fire Stick is working as well. Again, guys, we've had some technical difficulties here this morning. Vicky Vale is watching. Good to see you. Um, Yes, I see that you guys have no sound. I don't know why you have no sound. Rumble seems to have sound. So again, not sure what's going on, but at least we have somewhere where people can watch. So I encourage everybody to rush over to Rumble if you have no sound. Okay? 
Rush over to Rumble. Roku has no sound either. Coming through on Rumble. All right, well, give me, give me a second, folks. Give me a second here. What about now? Are you guys good now? Are you, do you have sound on Getter now? If you do, give me a thumbs up over there and let me know. Again, folks, some, some weird stuff was happening here this morning. Settings have all been, who knows, you know what, uh, the producer here was maybe right. Maybe he was right. Maybe they're attacking us from the outside. Maybe they're exactly attacking us from the outside. It looks like there is now sound on Getter. There is now sound on Roku. So if you guys didn't get to catch that, uh, that cold open with Stephen Colbert, you're going to want to go back and watch that. And I apologize, folks. When things are a little screwed up here, I'm a little off. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, catch, the, uh, trying to catch the speed of the train here. So let's just keep it moving. I want to give a big shout-out to Barb Naylor and her father. Barb Naylor is from Kind Embroidery, and she did these beautiful new Armor of God hats. Check that out to match your Armor of God shirt, black and gold. But Barb Naylor, I want to give a big shout-out to her because last night her father and her became precinct committee men in their town. Um, 19 precinct committee men, and they became uh, part of the solution last night in their town. So a big shout-out to Barb Big shout out to her dad. That's exactly what we've, we're supposed to be doing, and that's getting involved. That's getting involved. And when we do get involved, we're able to stop mistakes before they even happen. So big shout out to you, Bob or Barb. God bless you. Uh, God bless your father. Um, and maybe uh, other people will take some inspiration from that and go out there and become precinct committee men as well, because this precinct committee uh, strategy is going to be a winning strategy is going to be a winning strategy. Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the verse of the day today. Excuse me, we got to do things a little different here than I normally do, so I had to have it pulled up somewhere else. So if you just give me a second. I know you guys don't care. I know you guys are all fine with everything, but this morning's newsletter started out with stick to the plan. Stick to the plan, and I said good morning. Now, I want you guys to really listen to this newsletter this morning. Because it's very powerful, and it's very, very relevant to what's going on. I said, good morning. I feel different today. God has revealed to me this morning that everything is going to be okay. And not just because we believe in him and we try to keep his commandments. Not just because we know the end of the book and we know where, that we are in his, uh, that where we're going to be uh, in salvation but because he wants us to live out the rest of our days in peace and in happiness. And that includes seeing our children and our grandchildren live happy lives and grow up well. And it's just around the corner, folks. All you have to do is stick to the plan and keep your head up high. Verse of the day comes from Romans 5, 3, and 4. For those who have their Bibles out, Romans 5, 3, and 4. And it reads, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. The ability to stay with one thing and see it through is not a trait that everybody has. 
We all have hard times seeing stuff through or sticking with it when it gets hard and problematic. Too often, we give up out of frustration and annoyance. It's much easier to give up when the going gets tough, but it's time for the tough to get going. And Christians are tough because we don't rely on ourselves, our abilities, or our patience. We give all that over to Jesus Christ and we keep moving forward no matter what. When you are wearing the full armor of God, nothing can stop you and nothing can harm you. Why? Because we have faith. And through that faith, we are saved by grace. So please remember that in everything that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stick, it, stick with the plan, folks. See it through. Okay? See it through. Don't veer from the plan. Don't get discouraged. Don't be, dece- don't, don't, uh, be deceived. Don't be dishonest. Stay forward and everything will be okay. And I don't promise you that. God promises you that. God promises you that he wants you to, to live a peaceful and happy life. And how are we going to do that if we give up? We've gone too far. We must keep going. Please remove your hats as we get into the Lord's Prayer segment of the show. And remember, to whoever's asked you to put them in their prayers, think about those people while we say the Lord's Prayer. Whoever's asked you to give them positive energy or to think of them while you're praying for them, think of those people. There's plenty right here on the Life from America family. Let's all go to the cross. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. No matter what happens, folks, we never give up and we keep pushing forward. Look at, uh, you know, like this morning, I, I was this close from not doing the show. Now, not to say that the show, um, you know, is, is comparable to what I'm referring to when I say don't give up. But this morning, I was this close from not doing the show from all the technical difficulties we had going on because it's extremely difficult to do a show when you don't have all the resources to do the show. However, ladies and gentlemen, God has given us the blessings and the tools to at least get the show done no matter what. So let's push forward and let's do that. Let's get the put your cups up and go to the first slurp of the day. We got some big news for you guys today. We've got some big news and I do not want you to miss it, okay? On February 28th, on the 11 a.m. show here on Live from America, if you go, Back on Rumble, or even if you go to the, uh, to, the, to the archive TV shows on Real America's Voice News, you go back to February 28th, the 11 a.m. show, I reported to all of you, one of Russia's biggest problems with the country of Ukraine and NATO was all the biolabs that were owned and operated and maintained by the United States and NATO. And if you remember in that show, I specifically targeted all of the testimony from the people that live in that area over time 
about strange sicknesses that everybody, strange diseases and sicknesses that were attacking the, uh, the people that lived in those areas. Again, that was February 28th, the 11 a.m. show. And since then, in the last two weeks, I have been called a conspiracy theorist. I have been called uh, CNN for giving fake news. I have been called a Putin apologist. I've been called a communist. I've been called a liar. I've been told by people that watch this show, people that are in this very Live from America family, that I need to get back to doing the real news. And I've lost my way. And I don't know, and they don't know when I lost my way, but I lost my way. Because I was talking about the biolabs that the Russians said that existed and then targeted. Now, I did not say that Russia did not put out propaganda about this. I just said they were real. And then I took you to the United States Embassy website in the Ukraine and showed you when all that took place. I I didn't just take you know, propaganda videos that I found on TikTok and tell you, hey, they existed. I actually went and found that proof of, of, the, uh, of their existence in a U.S. embassy's government website. But that wasn't enough for everybody either. That didn't seem to, to be enough for everybody either. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to play a video for you right now from yesterday where Senator Rhino, Senator Marco Rubio, tried to lead Victoria Newland into discrediting the bioweapon story, but at the same time having to admit that they exist, or the biolab story, I should say, and at the same time having to admit that they exist. Let's go to the video of Marco Rubio and the exchange between him and Victoria Newland. Claim a greater and greater parts of the Black Sea well beyond... Um, territorial limits, you will remember from the... Hold on one second here, guys. Again, who is pushing more them. issues. We also work with the... Give me one second here. We got to pull this video up. I, I, I'll, tr- I'll try to find it here, too. It's a very specific part that I want to... I wanna, I'm, I'm trying to go back to and refer to, so... I apologize. <laughs> Always something. Let's just go ahead and play this exchange no, here. Now that we've sanctioned the central bank along with others, what, do we have an idea what percentage of their reserves are frozen or inaccessible to them? Uh, virtually all of them are now frozen. You notice that the country's been under currency controls for almost two weeks now. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials. Okay, here we go. The, here we go. The end of, and as they mocked, uh, Guaido, that, that meeting uh, did tremendous damage to the person that we recognize as the president of Venezuela. It's, it's incredibly troubling, and it would mean nothing. We, we would notice nothing. He's more than happy to agree to negotiations. He uses them to divide the opposition and demoralize them habitually, uh, the way Putin has done as well. Um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask you, um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of 
uh, Russian forces should they approach? I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. It is classic Russian technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Does that sound like anybody that you know? Think about, number one, ask yourself, do you believe what that lady just said? When he asked her, are there any bio labs in the Ukraine? She goes, there are bio research facilities that if put in the wrong hands could create problematic um, uh, scenarios where uh, Russia could use uh, the research that's done by the United States, NATO, and the Ukraine to possibly create a biological weapon. And, and then, of course, Marco Rubio has to come back because here they had to address it, right? Because the, the, the cat was out of the bag. They had to address it. Okay, so just given her answer, do you believe that woman was straight with you? And then Marco Rubio tried to lead the witness because he's a lawyer. He understands how to do this. He said, now, if the if the Russians were to get their hands on that, there would be or if there were to be a, uh, a release of some kind of a bioweapon, then it would be no chance that it would not be the Russians. Right. The Russians. That means the Russians got their hands on it and they did it. And the lady said, oh, yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. It couldn't be United States. No, who was also, by the way, complicit in creating coronavirus. It couldn't be any of this. No, no, no. It would have to be Russia, 100%. Unequivocally, it had to be Russia. Had to be Russia. Okay, okay, we're good. We're going to go on to topic number two now. And that's all they said about it. Because they needed to discredit the truth that was getting out there. Period. They needed to discredit the truth that was being put out. Now, again, I'm not saying that Russia doesn't put out propaganda because they are the bomb. But ladies and gentlemen, the fact of the matter is that you have to understand that the truth lies between two stories and we found it in February on February 28th is when I found it. The truth had been existing for years, but I found it on February 28th. And I don't know if other people took it from me or if other people found it at the same time, but about that time, people started really talking about it and Third-party fact-checker said it was a lie and even banned people from social media platforms. But now they have to delegitimize, uh, delegitimize the truth. So, of course, they get ahead of it like this. But the fact remains that there are biolabs in Ukraine owned, maintained, and operated by the United States and by NATO, period. That was my only point. That was my only point that I wanted to make. And people say, well, who cares? What does that matter? It cares and people should care, and it matters, because all of these innocent people that the left is saying, I stand with Ukraine, whose fault is it? It is the left, and it is the, and it is the rhinos, the uniparty, and the politicians here in the United States of America. And NATO, and all of these European nations, and Ukraine. Putin called their bluff, period. That's what happened. And we've been vindicated here on Live from America. Now, I want to read you something before I... Well, you know what? Let's go play this video. Let's actually just go play this video first. This next video that I'm going to play you is from a Chinese spokesperson from the CCP. Now, do we believe anything they say? No. 9.9 times out of 10, we don't. Do I really believe 100% what they're saying in this next video is true? Probably not. But that's not why I'm playing it. 
Check out this video from a spokesperson from the CCP talking about these biolabs. Recently, the U.S. biological labs in Ukraine have indeed attracted much attention. According to reports, in these facilities, a large quantity of dangerous viruses are stored. Russia has found during its military operations that the U.S. uses these facilities to conduct military plans. According to data released by the U.S., it has 26 labs in Ukraine. The U.S. has 336 labs in 30 countries under its control. The U.S. has also conducted many biological military activities in Fort Detrick. What is the true intention of the U.S.? What has it done specifically? The international community has long held doubts. Once again, we urge the U.S. to give a full account of its biomilitary activities at home and abroad, and accept multilateral verification. Well, you know what? I could say ditto to the Chinese Communist Party. We want to see all of your stuff as well, because you guys are just as guilty as anybody else, if not more. But the fact remains, ladies and gentlemen, that our hands are in the cookie jar. And yes, we do have 26 bio labs in Ukraine that we are owning and maintaining and operating. And yes, the footage that you've seen from all of those Ukrainian officials where they were burning documents and 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 trying to get rid of everything they possibly could. What do you think they were burning? You think they were burning military secrets? You think they were burning secrets about、uh, nuclear weapons? No, they don't have any. We got them to give them up a long time ago. They were burning. Biolab research documents, not because they did not want them to fall into the hands of Russia, because Russia might create some bio weapon, which they would if they got their hands on them. Believe that, but they didn't want the world to know about the United States' involvement in running these bio labs, especially right after we just come off of COVID nineteen. Folks, it's not good. It's not pretty. I don't like to talk about this stuff. I don't like to say this is true, but it's true. And I am very sick and tired of people going. Do your research. You really fell off, bro. That's all I do. That's all I do. I live my life doing this stuff. And I wouldn't tell you something that is blatantly false or wrong. And I'm not mad at you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lashing out at you as I'm getting upset here. I'm lashing out at the world for literally listening to the same people. That they know lie to them, and I'm not just talking about Republicans knowing that the the news lies to them. Even the Democrats know the news lies to them, but they were sure as heck ready to put up their Ukrainian flag and say I stand with this and call everybody、uh, communist, weren't they? Weren't they? Keep doubting us on Life from America. Keep doubting the power of this family and this audience. Keep doubting me. We don't care. We're just gonna bull our way in and show you the truth. We're gonna bull rush our way in and show you the truth. Now, Russia has made new claims on the United States, a United States financed bio labs in Ukraine. The U.S. has covered Ukraine with a network of bio laboratories linked to the Pentagon. The Russian Defense Ministry said the Ukrainian authorities have been urgently destroying pathogens studied at its laboratories linked to the United States Department of Defense. The Russian military claimed this on Monday evening, adding that such activities hint at the military purposes of these studies. As many 
And, and that's the thing right there, folks. If you're just having bio labs and you're studying them for the greater good of humanity or you're studying them to do something with animals or whatever, then it doesn't need to be contracted by the Pentagon and the Department of Defense in order to do that. That is the problem here. That's the biggest problem here. As many as 30 biological laboratories have been established in Ukraine that are actively cooperating with the United States military. The commander of the Russian Radiological, Chemical, and Biological Defense Force, Lieutenant General Igor uh, Kirlov, said at a news briefing on Monday. Now, I'm not going to go in and read the rest of this. The only reason that I brought this up today was to tell you guys that even though China lies and Russia lies and China puts out propaganda and Russia puts out propaganda, the propaganda that's been put out from the, from the West, which is us and NATO, is that the propaganda that the Russia and China are putting out is false. When in all reality, ladies and gentlemen, the, the propaganda that Russia and China were putting out happened to be true in this case. So how do you find out where the truth is? How do you know who to believe? When your own country is saying, there's no bio labs, there's no bio labs, there's no bio labs. Uh-oh, guess what? We got caught. There's bio labs. So are there bio labs? Oh, yeah, but they're not harmful in any way unless they get in the hands of the Russians. So if there's a bio lab weapon leak or something like that, it has to be the Russians. Oh, 100%. You see how where this is going? It's why it ticks me off. It's why it ticks me off that my own country is involved in this stuff and pushing propaganda as well. Let's move on from that. I want to go from one group of dictators to another, and I'm talking about Joe Biden yesterday. He had a very odd interaction with the mainstream media, a very, very odd interaction where they were talking to him about gas prices, and he says, I can't do much right now. They're going to be going up. And then he says, Russia's responsible. I swear this guy is just, he's just woke up every day and said, you ready to play president, Mr. Biden? Uh-huh. Yep, I am. All right, Mr. Biden, you go out there and give the speech. Guess what? Everybody loves you. Flail your arms like a dictator and point and be loud and angry. Everybody loves it when you're like that. And he just goes, okay, do I get some ice cream afterwards? Check this out. Very, very odd what he said here. <clears throat> Having troubles with this one now. Folks, I don't know what is going on here on Live from America today, but we're going to get this video up. I'm not going to not play it. Let's find it again here. Unreal. Can't nobody break our stride, and can't nobody hold us down. We're going to get it out. It's going to go up. <laughs> can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. Let's play that again. It's going to go up. going to go up. <laughs> Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. What are, what's what's going to happen to gas prices, Mr. Uh, Mr. Biden? They're going to go up. Can't do much about it right now. Russia's responsible. Russia, Russia, Russia. Blame everything on Russia, huh? You know, what I don't understand is if we're sanctioning Russia and trying to destroy their dollar, Okay. And we're trying to literally cancel culture an entire country without going to war. Why didn't we do that when we were at war with them? Isn't that weird? Why wouldn't we do that when we were literally seconds away from Cold War with Russia? Why wouldn't we do that when their missiles were in Cuba pointed right at the United States? Why didn't we do that at any time in the past? Why now? 
Why now over a skirmish between Ukraine and Russia, neither of which are NATO countries? Isn't that weird? Kind of odd, don't you think? Thank you very much, Jennifer. I appreciate that. I appreciate the, uh, the, the Rumble Rant donation. It looks like we're going to need as much as we can get now because I don't know if we're actually being attacked and shut down or what. But isn't that weird, folks? The way he's like, Mr. President, Mr. President, what do you have to say about gas prices? And he goes, they're going to go up. What kind of, why, why would you even say that? Why would, you, why would that be your response? Mr. Pi- uh, President, what about gas prices? They're going to go up. Not much I can do about it right now. Russia's responsible. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. The resident of the United States of America for, for just an odd answer. You know what I mean? Like, here, even if you're lying, probably the smartest thing to do is when somebody says to them, Hey, what about gas prices? Hey, I'm working as hard as I can to get them down. Even if you're lying, we got a lot of things going on in the world right now that are out of our control, but I'm going to do everything I can. Well, everything you can would be opening up energy production here in the United States. Everybody already knows that, but this guy doesn't even say that. This guy doesn't even lie. He just says, they're going to go up. Nothing I can do about it much right now. Russia's responsibility. What a loser this guy is. Can't even pretend right. But anyway, folks, let's move from all of that. Let's move to some good news because we do have some good news coming out of Arizona. And proof, not only is this good news, but it's also proof that us getting involved and being involved since November 3rd of 2020 is actually a winning strategy. Actually, Virginia itself is a winning strategy. That's proof of a winning strategy right there, just what we did in Virginia. How did we take Virginia? We were all involved. That's, that is a winning strategy. And right now, what's going on in Arizona shows that us being involved is a winning strategy. Arizona legislature is now working to repeal the precinct committee purge bill, which is basically an anti-precinct committeeman election bill, House Bill 2839. All of a sudden, Miss Karen Fan wants to get involved. There she is, folks. There she is. There she is, the one that said there's nothing that can be done about the 2020 election now. That's Miss Karen Fan. Ms. Karen Fan hasn't really liked Trump supporters lately because we've been calling her and holding her accountable. Now, last week, we already know that the bill passed and none of these, legis- none of these state legislators uh, knew what was in the bill, apparently, because they went with it 100%, all of them. They didn't even read the bill. That's the disgusting part about this. But anyway, they got rid of the precinct, uh, the, the, the precinct committeemen so that that strategy couldn't be used. And that prompted Donald Trump to jump out and say something about it. And then all of a sudden, Karen Fan and everybody else wants to kick their butts in gear. All Republicans who unanimously voted for the bill are now scrambling to fix this massive mistake after pressure from their voters. That means all of you. The new bill, SB 1720 and House Bill 2840, were introduced yesterday to repeal SB 1719 and HB 2839. And ladies and gentlemen, today, the the legislature will consider these bills in House and Senate committees. Even Carrie Lake got involved. Of course, she would because she loves her state so much and called for this to happen right now. 
Now, what happened was they, uh, they, uh, when they met, they actually postponed it until Thursday, which is tomorrow, to actually uh, t- to hear about repealing these bills. But I, I, I say this, they better do it. They better do it, ladies and gentlemen, or, that's, or they're over. Every one of their careers as a state legislator or anything else they want to be is absolutely over and in the tanks and gone. So let's, uh, yeah, let's pull this up and show you when they postponed it here. Here it is. It will be back on the calendar for Thursday for judiciary, uh, assuming that President Fan is good with that. I believe that she will authorize that. Um, so with that, I just want to thank everybody who, who came here today. Um, the PCs are the most important political office that there is. Um, I started by be- being a precinct committeeman. I'm still a precinct committeeman. I will always be a precinct committeeman, even after I'm done down here. So your um, you know what you do. You guys are the you guys are the grassroots. You are, um... and there you go. And there, and and look who is there right with him, Wendy Rogers, Karen Fan. You better get your head out of your rear end, and you better start listening to the people, or it's bye 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 for Miss Karen Fan. Can we get that music up, please? Bye bye, and they know it. They know it. They know. They saw the power of President Trump in his endorsements in Texas when he went 33-0. and 0. He's still got the power of the Republican Party, folks, and he's calling people out. He is calling people out, and I love it. I'm looking at your, your, uh, I'm looking at your comments real quick. Whiners make me sick. Me too. Me too. Let's hope that they do the right thing. They're over anyway. We have to get everyone out to the office. Then we have to change their perks. Texas better wake up or Beto will be their governor, says Jersey Lane 3. Arizona audit is a flop. I can't disagree with you at this point. I can't disagree with you at this point. Let's see what everybody's saying over on Getter real quick, folks. We are under attack, brother Jeremy, for sure, says Brian Tharp. Love it when you do the hand dance, Jeremy. (laughs) Thank you very much. Arizonans, Heidi says Arizonans need to vote code monkey Z into Congress. I just followed you too, Brian. Impeach Biden ASAP. Don't let the door hit you or the good Lord split you, says Didi. It's nice, ladies and gentlemen, when, when, when everybody knows what's going on, and that's the great thing about this page, is that because Life from America, everybody does know what's going on and nobody's fed a line of crap. Thank you, Greg. God bless. I appreciate that. I just seen a donation come in, folks. So, all right, let's move on. Speaking of President Trump putting people on notice, President Donald Trump has put Robin Voss, Speaker of the House in Wisconsin, on notice as well. And he's released a statement on Justice Gableman's Wisconsin election investigation and calls for immediate action. And I could not disagree. I could not disagree with that statement. Justice Gableman disclosed during the hearing that nursing homes in Zuckerberg-funded cities had a 95 to 100% turnout. This is clear voter fraud they discovered. Yesterday, President Trump called out Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss and Wisconsin Representative Janelle Branchen to move with the special counsel's findings immediately. This was President Trump's statement. Congratulations and thank you to Robin Voss, Speaker of the House State Assembly, and State Assemblywoman Janelle Branchen, Chair of the Committee of Campaigns and Elections, 
for standing by highly respected Justice Michael Gableman on the incredible, incredible findings just announced on election fraud in the great state of Wisconsin. I feel confident that Robin will exercise his moral duty to follow up on Justice Gableman's findings. I love the, the, the humor and the irony in this, in this statement. In addition to announcing that they will st- uh, stay in session and take action to get rid of Eric and the WEC. Eric is the, uh, is the system in which cleans the voter rolls, remember, which have done some very bad things and, make, uh, and made re- review very difficult, as also noted by the Legislative Auto Audit Bureau. Based on the Gableman report, I would imagine that there can only be decertification of electors. There is one of the this is one of the biggest stories of our generation, even though the fake news media will try to play it down as much as they can. Also, this past October, the Racine County Sheriff Christopher Schmeling Schmalling referred felony charges against five of the six members of the WEC for their scheme to violate Wisconsin law and allow illegal vote harvesting in nursing homes. The sheriff stated that the group uh, that the um, the sheriff stated that the governing hold on, that the governing election statute was in fact not just broken but shattered in 72 counties across Wisconsin. Numerous other states are likewise finding large-scale election fraud and and irregularities. Interesting time, decertify now. Now what puts, what, what that does is that lets Robin Voss know that President Trump is on his butt. It lets Robin Voss know that we all know that what he's doing is wrong, and it basically puts him into a corner. And if this guy wants any kind at all of future in politics, he's going to have to toe the line, and he's, gonna, he's actually going to have to come br- be brought to heel. He's going to have to be brought to heel. So for everybody, light up Robin Voss's office and tell him that MAGA will never allow him to be in politics ever again unless he starts to fall in line. Light them up, ladies and gentlemen. Light them up. All right, let's move on because it's time to go rhino hunting. We're going to go rhino hunting, ladies and gentlemen, and there is no bigger rhino than Mitch McChina, Mitch McConnell, and partly because he knows he's on his way out and, nobody, and he doesn't really care anymore. At this point, he's made so much money from the Chinese Communist Party with his, with his wife's uh, connections to them, and he's made so much money with lobbyists and being uh, in, the, in, in, the, uh, in the United States federal government for like 50,000 years, what does, he have to, what, does he, what does he care anymore? He's literally not only on his way out of the Senate, but he's on his way out of this life too. I mean, what is he, 140? Anyway, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McChina has to be one of the worst, if not the worst, rhino that we have in this Republican Party. And I'm going to give you two examples of why he's such a loser right now. Hands down, the biggest loser, Pelosi wanted to send $10 billion of your taxpayer dollars to Ukraine to help the Ukrainian people. While we've got vets sleeping on the streets, while we've got people that have lost their entire fortunes because of the CCP virus, while Dr. Fauci is out there collecting millions and millions and millions of dollars from the taxpayers after he is responsible for millions of people dying around the world, Nancy Pelosi wanted to send $10 billion of our money to Ukraine, but that wasn't enough for old Mitch McChina. No, 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 no. Mitch McChina wanted more, so now he is pushing for $14 billion. Not 10, 
$14 billion, and my question is, where is it all going? You're going to hit live from America for its first year of taxes and basically cripple us from anything that we have saved up into the, into the company to what? Send to Ukraine? Yesterday, it was reported that Pelosi wanted to give $10 billion to Ukraine. And yesterday evening, Rhino Mitch McChina decided that that amount needed to go up to $14 billion. $14 billion. The government is basically not in charge, but Pelosi wanted to give the country, whoever that may be, $10 million. This is more than all but a, a few hundred corporations make in a year in the United States of America. It is so much money to be going nowhere. The past few years, it appeared that the money to Ukraine went to U.S. politicians and George Soros. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is beyond ridiculous. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McChina announces that the $14 billion will go to Ukrainian aid package and will come over from the House of Representatives inside a massive Joe Biden omnibus bill because there is no budget process being followed. The Democrats know that Senate Republicans want to send Ukraine a bunch of money to continue funding the graft, kickback, and payment schemes used by the Senate in order to enrich their donors and their families. You know, like the ones that uh, have sons that work in gas companies over there. So Nancy Pelosi takes the massive omnibus, omnibus spending bill to fund the Biden agenda and inserts the $14 billion for Ukraine on the request of Mitch McChina, ladies and gentlemen. That's how much of a loser this guy is. But you want to know even further how much of a loser he is? Yesterday, Mitch McChina rebuked the Republican National Committee for saying that January 6th was a legitimate political discourse. He would rather them be called insurrectionists or terrorists. The Kentucky Republican rebuked the RNC for referring to the riots as, quote, legitimate political discourse, which is exactly what it was. In the censure resolution, McConnell said that the events of January 6th were a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. Sound like somebody else? I don't know. Sound like Nancy Pelosi? Sound like, sound like uh, Mike Pence? His comments were the most critical by a high-ranking Republican official since the RNC voted last week to censure Wyoming's Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois' Uh, of Illinois for being the only two House Republicans to join select committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. McConnell said yesterday he doesn't believe it's the role of the National Political Committee to decide which Republicans the party will support and which they will cast out. Now, he said that back when it happened as well. But now he's also saying that we should not be calling the January 6th rioters uh, we should not be referring to them that they had a legitimate political discourse, but we should, however, be referring to them exactly what they are, which is terrorists and insurrectionists. This is the leader, the leader of our current Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen. I bet you if you were to take a poll from everybody that's a registered Republican in the country of the United States of America, do you want Mitch McChina as the leader of your party? I guarantee you it would be a resounding 80% plus that would say no, we don't. And we're going to continue to purge this party through this midterm year. And when we get to November, we are going to be a lockstep and unified Republican party of people that have courage, have backbones, and aren't afraid to say what needs to be said because they're afraid of getting cancel cultured or that their pockets might get a little bit lighter. We're done with that. The Republican party 
of now is here to stay. The Republican Party of old is gone. Kick rock. See you later. Do I need to play the bye, bye, bye song for you again? They've got to go, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're going to end the show with a couple of Project Veritas um, stories because Project Veritas has struck once again, folks, in two different stories. Check this out. Since we're talking about January 6th, a New York reporter said to Project Veritas undercover, tons of FBI informants were at January 6th, and he calls the traumatized fellow journalists of of the New York Times, well, I can't say that word, on air. But I can tell you this, folks, the New York Times admitting that there was a bunch of FBI uh, undercover informants at January 6th, lets us know that we are vindicated and President Trump was right again. Project Veritas published a bombshell video on Tuesday, which we're going to show some of it, showing Pulitzer Prize-winning New York Times correspondent Matthew Rosenberg speaking about the events of January 6th in a way that contradicts his own reporting. Rosenberg, who uncovered national security matters for the Times, says that the undercover video in the undercover video that three, or the, excuse me, there were a ton of FBI informants among the people who attacked the Capitol. This was the only time that Roseberg's commentary to Project Veritas um, had uncovered such a thing, but not the only time that Project Veritas has uncovered other things in his, in his work and in, his comp- in the company he works for. Despite telling Project Veritas journalists that January 6th was no big deal, his article says that the downplaying of the events that day was the next big lie. So he's saying in front of the camera that it's the next big lie. This was an insurrection. Trump is lying. But then when he doesn't think he's in front of camera, he says that everybody was overplaying it and it wasn't anything like they've reported. Project Veritas founder CEO James O'Keefe revealed that Rosenberg's article titled The Next Big Lie, January 6th was no big deal or left-wing plot, was written around the same time that he was making contradictory statements to Project Veritas in an undercover video. So let's now go to an undercover to this undercover video. Hopefully this one will work fine. It looks like it will. Let me remove the banner at the bottom so you guys can read what he's saying. Here we go. We're at this point, so the left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top. It was like me and two other colleagues who were there who were outside. And we were just having fun. Dude, come on, buddy. You were not in any danger. Matthew Rosenberg is a Pulitzer Prize-winning national security correspondent for the New York Times. In multiple meetings with one of our undercover journalists, Rosenberg reveals a lot about the inner workings and inner turmoil at the Times. For starters, he doesn't hesitate to undermine his own paper's coverage of the events that took place in our nation's capital on January 6, 2021, and chides corporate media's reaction, or in his own words, overreaction. Like, I, like, you could tell how much fun we had on January 6th. Oh, that's good. Is, Are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? Like, Are I, you just supposed to be warning? I know, I know. So, so if you're traumatized. <laughs> but, like, and all these colleagues who are in the building, like, who's like, oh my god, this is so scary. I'm like, oh, god. Is that like, really the vibe, Max? From them. I'm like, come yeah. on. Like, 
It's not the kind of place I can sit tell someone to man up, but I kind of want to be like, dude, come on. Like, you were not in any danger. Got an Zola, got an Adam, Bunch of photographers. Then there were people inside the Capitol. Yeah, who was inside? Little, little dweebs who keep going on about their trauma. I'm like, guys, shut the f and up. Like, I guess it was scarier. Did they write about it? Oh, God, please tell me who so I can read. I don't know if they wrote about their trauma. This chick named Emily Cochran and this guy named Nick Thanos. They're both like in their 20s. Nick Thanos? Thanos. Thanos. They covered, Nick, Nick doesn't anyway. They covered comments. So they're congressional reporters. <laughs> The story I got sucked into doing was like, I usually, I work for, I'm doing investigative stuff, I usually do like longer term things, but I'm like, I got back to work on Monday, and the managing editor had a, a great idea that he could have had a month ago, which was like, we should really, me and a colleague had done like a very like long 7,000 word story last year in February about like kind of the big lie about the Stop the Steal campaign, which is a very organized campaign, it wasn't like an organic one. He's like, can we do like part two of that? Like what's going on in the years from January 6th kind of like memory holding it? Like maybe it's no big deal. Like, yeah, we can do that. It's a little quick turnaround. So we'd, we'd be doing the last few days. That's the story. But it's in a meeting. And I'm like, you know, one of the issues here is that like the Fox News of the world other elsewhere is that the left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top that it gave the opening the right even to start introducing the idea of, well, these people are out of control. Like, it's not a big deal as they're making it. So they were making too big a deal. They were making this organized thing that it wasn't. And that gave the opening for the lunatics on the right to be like, oh, well, nothing happened here. It was just a peaceful bunch of tourists, you know? And it's like, just, but nobody was here. Not as big of a deal as the media made it out to be? Well, that hasn't stopped Rosenberg from publishing his Part 2 article earlier this year describing the false narratives that circulate around January 6th in the events that unfolded. You know, we're the ones, not Fox, not Breitbart, who actually went and uncovered the fact that, like, there were a ton of FBI informants on the people who attacked the Capitol. There it is. That was us. Not the right one, not. You need the sources from within to dig into those places. You need the sources from within to dig into those places. But it's especially over the CIA, I have to say, it's like, if you work there, you get polygraphed every year, and you're asked if you spoke to a reporter. Your answer is anything but no, you're in deep trouble. You're often talking to former people who are talking to people who are still here. He just admitted it right there, folks. He just admitted it right to your face, right there that CIA, NSA, and FBI were all involved. Well, isn't that something? Isn't that nice? See, here's the thing, folks. When President Trump was in office, all the stuff that we know now for sure that came out, we had an idea and we believed that it was all true. But there wasn't all this proof out there. Now that President Trump has been gone for a year, now we have all the proof. Now we've let everybody show their cards. Everybody thinks they're in the clear. Everybody thinks they're fat and happy. Well, guess what? Guess what? When we retake everything, now we have power with all of the knowledge. Now we have the power to put you all in jail with all of the proof. And we never would have had that unless President Trump left Washington, D.C., unfortunately. But you always look at things glass half full. And in this case, folks, I think we're glass three quarters full right now. We just got to top off that glass, get power back, and then we can round everybody up, including Tony the Rat Face Fauci.
We got the proof now. We got the receipts. Where's our receipts that you won the election, Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Anyway, folks, I want to um, I want to let you know that there are 126 business, or excuse me, 326 businesses now on the uh, America Strong website. So there's 326 businesses all owned by patriots, beautiful, beautiful patriots, beautiful patriots. And we've also got a whole bunch of new stuff on the store, including new Armor of God gear. As you can see, I'm wearing right now. The Armor of God hats will be up this evening, so you can get yourself a pair, the hat and the T-shirt. But I also want to show you there's other products as well. We've got the brand new Because of God shirts. These are just for females. Unless you consider yourself one, I guess you can buy one too. New Armor of God coffee cups, Armor of God tumblers. We're just going crazy. And of course, the spread a little joy in 2022. So check out the new store, guys. And while you're there, just have fun on the website. Listen to some good music. Dave Bray and I will be putting out a new song very soon, including a new video. So just wanted to give you an update there. Remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. Only one. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties this afternoon. We will get them fixed and get the show back on track. Don't know what it is, but God will help us. I'll see you guys at 5 p.m. Remember, have a great day. Remember to keep spreading the gospel, keep your families close, and smiles on your faces. See you later, folks. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.